Blog Talk Radio. Book of Second Ezra, or Four Ezra, seventh chapter, beginning at the first verse, going through the forty-fourth. When I had finished speaking these words, the angel who had been sent to me on the former night was sent to me again, and he said to me, "Rise, Ezra, and listen to the words that I have come to speak to you." And I said, "Speak, my lord." And he said to me, "There is a sea set." wide expanse so that it is broad and vast but it has an entrance set in a narrow place so that it is like a river if anyone then wishes to reach the sea to look at it to na- or to navigate it how can they come to the broad part unless he passes through the narrow part another example there is a city built and set on a plain and it is full of all good things But the entrance to it is narrow and set in a precipitous place so that there is fire on the right hand and deep water on the left. And there is only one path lying between them, that is, between the fire and the water, so that only one man can walk upon that path. If now that city is given to a man for an inheritance, How will the heir receive his inheritance unless he passes through the danger set before him? I said, He cannot, Lord. And he said to me, So also is Israel's portion, for I made the world for their sake. Let me read that again. I said, He cannot, Lord. And he said to me, So also is Israel's portion, for I made the world for their sake and when Adam transgressed my statutes what had been made was judged so the entrances of this world were made narrow and sorrowful 
toilsome, and they are few and evil, full of dangers and involved in great hardships. But the entrances of the greater world are broad and safe and really yield the fruit of immortality. Therefore, unless the living pass through the difficult and vain experiences, they can never receive those things that have been reserved for them. But now, why are you disturbed, seeing that you are to perish? And why are you moved, seeing that you are mortal? And why have you not considered in your mind what is to come, rather than what is now present? Then I answered and said, O Sovereign Father, Behold, you have ordained in your law that the righteous shall inherit these things, and that the unrighteous shall perish. The righteous, therefore, can endure difficult circumstances while hoping for easier ones. But those who have done wickedly have suffered the difficult circumstances and will not see the easier ones. And he said to me, You are not a better judge than the Most High, or wiser than the Most High. Let Many perish who are now living, rather than the law of the Most High, which is set before them, be disregarded. For the Most High strictly commanded those who came into this world when they came, what they should do to live, and what they should observe to avoid punishment. Nevertheless, they were not obedient, and spoke against Him. They devised for themselves vain thoughts and propose to themselves wicked frauds. They even declare that the Most High does not exist, and they ignored his ways. They scorned his law and denied his covenants. They have been unfaithful to his statutes and have not performed his works. Therefore, Ezra, empty things are for the empty, and full things are for the full. For behold, the time will come when the signs which I have foretold to you come to pass. The city which is now not seen shall appear, and the land which is now hidden shall be disclosed. And everyone who has been delivered from the evils that I have foretold shall see my wonders. For my son, the Messiah, shall be revealed with those who are with him, and those who remain shall rejoice for four hundred years. And after these years, my son, the Messiah, shall die, and all who draw human breath. And the world shall be turned back to primeval silence for seven days as it was at the beginning, so that no one shall be left. And after seven days the world, which is not yet awake, shall be roused. And that which is corruptible shall perish. And the earth shall give up those who are asleep in it and the chambers shall give up the souls which have been committed to them. And the Most High shall be revealed upon the seat of judgment, and compassion shall pass away, and patience shall be withdrawn. But judgment alone shall remain. Truth shall stand, and faithfulness shall grow strong, and recompense shall follow, and the reward shall be manifest. Righteous deeds shall awake and unrighteous deeds shall not sleep, and the pit of torment shall appear, and opposite it shall be the place of rest, and the furnace of hell shall be disclosed, and opposite it the paradise of delight.
Then the Most High will say to the nations that have been raised from the dead, Look now and understand who you have denied, whom you have not served, whose commandments you have despised. Look on this side and on that. Here are delight and rest, and there are fire and torments. Thus he will speak to them on the day of judgment, a day that has no sun, no moon, or stars, or clouds, or thunder, or lightning, or wind, or water, or air, or darkness, or evening, or morning, or summer, or spring, or heat, or winter, or frost, or cold, or hail, or rain, or dew, or noon, or night, or dawn, or shining, or brightness, or light, but only the splendor of the glory of the Most High, by which all shall see what has been determined for them. For it will last about a week of years. This is my judgment and its prescribed order. And to you alone have I shown these things. Peace be unto you, brothers and sisters. Peace be unto you. This is your brother D.L., Elder Youngman, for those that follow online. The name of tonight's message is For Israel's Sake. For Israel's Sake. Well, brothers and sisters, we are now in a place where we understand that um, the preaching, um, the noise, the racket, um, you know, these bothersome voices that uh, would tell you that the world was fading away, um, you know, these warnings, these, you know, these rantings of these, these madmen and all of these, um, you know, these, these bothers that you've had with these people that, you know, you didn't understand what happened to them. You didn't understand um, why they changed so much. Um, why did they take things so seriously? Um, you know, why did they leave the church? Why did they leave the city? Um, why did they leave your circles and your celebrations? And all of these things, um, you know, that you, you thought about these individuals. Now you see now it's here now the switch the change um, is upon the world now um, when you go into your stores you understand what was being told to you about the appearance of abundance and the reality of scarcity um, you know we've talked about you know many things over these years we've talked about uh, the Horses, uh, the spirits that were upon uh, the earth to execute the Father's judgment, to bring things to pass that have been talked about for thousands of years. Uh, we talked about how those things translated to the real world. You know, we talked about the supply chain. We talked about um, the changing of the environment and how the um, supply of food was going to be interrupted, how it was being interrupted by all of the things that we saw that were, that were happening in the news. And now, brothers and sisters, um, 
we've come to the place where these things have become real, where you can see in your own um, world, in your own understanding, that you know these things that were being told to you, these were real. These things were very uh, real, that the Most High was not playing and that this day would come. So the question that some of you may have, um, you know, because right now, you know, a lot of people are, you know, just running around trying to put things together and get things that they're going to need, that they're going to need to sustain their flesh. Um, No one, or I should say a few, just a few, um, are thinking about the spirit and why these things have come to pass. The first thing to understand is something that, you know, I've shared many times. You have to understand, first of all, where you are, what this place is. And for Israel, for those that know who you are and those of you that um, understand the importance and probably more for you that just don't understand the importance of who you are. This book, these scriptures, this Bible, as you call it, in order for you to truly understand it, and I'm only going to say this because you can hear it now, you have to understand who you are in this book. The entire cornerstone outside of our Messiah is the Messiah's people. To understand this book, you have to understand who the book is talking about. And that, for most of you quote-unquote black folks, is you. When you read Deuteronomy, the 28th chapter, and you get all the way down to the 68th verse, And it says that Israel would go into bondage again by slave ships. It's talking about you. It's talking about the kingdom of Yahudah that was chased through Africa to the coast and then brought here to this land where the ten tribes were ran out of Babylon. We are a united nation again. Yahuda has come. And we understand that the first to go up is Yahuda. So all of these insurrections that you've seen throughout the history of this country, if you go back and you read when these escaped slaves, the Yahudim, went into the swamps, into the, the native lands, There were insurrections because Israel knew that the kingdom was united again. So brothers and sisters, what we see and what I I need to share with you, what I've been sent here tonight to tell you, is that all that you see, everything in this world, this world does not belong to the Gentiles. Though they've taken it over, though they've been allowed to rule in this earth, it's not their earth. 
just like the scripture told us, this entire world and everything in it was made for Israel's sake. All of it. I remember when I trained at the feet of a brother Yaya Bondelay. And he would tell us, he would tell us things, man, when you go into a restaurant, uh, you know, act like you own it. When you in a store, you know, walk in there like you own the place. And it never really, it never really dawned on me. I mean, I, I was obedient and I did it and I saw how people's spirits reacted to it. But it never really became real or rhema to me what he was trying to tell me until just a couple of days ago this this scripture I've read this scripture before and I made a recording of it and it, the recording is called um, a very small remnant but if you walk with the father and you, you he's dealt with you about his scriptures you know that when when he gives you um, a revelation just like with the Messiah when he showed when he changed their minds so that they might be able to comprehend the scriptures he as you walk with him certain scriptures um, take on new meaning and I've listened to this, this that recording a hundred times just to just to chill myself out but this time when I heard it in this time with all of the things that are going on he said to me, I did this all for Israel's sake. So brothers and sisters, what we have to understand about that statement. If this world and all the things that are in it, all the systems that are in it, all of the racism that's existed in it, all of the inequity that has been uh, heaped upon us this whole uh, love of a capitalist system and you know not having any access to the capital uh, the beatings the, the murder the rape all these things that have happened to us was built by him for the reason of chastising and perfecting his people so brothers and sisters, if that's the truth, if the humiliation of Zion was the point of this world, and then we've come through this 400 years and our chastisement is over, what does that mean for the world? You see, the father said that uh, there would be no more delay. There would be, um, he would keep his word. And he would bring us out. And he would execute his judgment against the world. And he would do it with no delay. Today is March the 15th. The equinox is coming. This will be the first new year for Israel. After the 400 years. And already the, the pillars of this kingdom are shaking and what I'm 
stand here to get you to ponder, to understand, or to think about is if all of these kingdoms, all of the the the, the bronze kingdom, the gold kingdom, the silver kingdom, um, uh, this this kingdom of of miry clay and iron, if all of that was put here for our sake and now the purpose that was given to it is done <laughs> can't y'all see I've just left the city and I had to go down there I wasn't planning on going down there but I had to go down there and brothers and sisters this reset the emptiness of the shelves that we've been talking about and just the looks in people's eyes the anger that I could feel the sadness that I saw where people uh, there were already people that just broke down in tears you know in the stores um, where I was where you know all of this this food had been picked over and you know there's there's nothing there's nothing there and there were men and they're comforting their wives and just the rage that I felt um, coming off of people brothers and sisters the chastisement of Israel is done and he created this world and everything in it but nothing more than to perfect his people and prepare them for the day of judgment that he would bring them out that he would bring the kings of the world um, into judgment is here that's the change brothers and sisters people are expecting um, expecting this just to pass but as I said as I said before there's a whole lot more um, you know layers beneath just the trigger um of this, you know, coronavirus. I mean, brothers and sisters, the numbers on the coronavirus are not as severe as the flu. So why are they treating this um, differently? The reason is, is, is clear. It's either an excuse or it's a weaponized virus or it's both. But what we had to understand is that the scriptures have been clear on this for a long time that the empire would fall that the empire um, that we knew would change and now that's happened and brothers and sisters if our father built this place allowed uh, Satan to turn it into what it is it's full of temptations full of danger full of um, all types of snares for the soul if all of that was a part of his plan which it was and now we've come out on the other side of the 400 years all the tribes are awake the tribes that they tried to hide over here um, under the banner of African American the quote unquote Native Americans there, there's tons of knowledge that's that's coming out now uh, I got a brother um, up here they're baptizing th just tens and 
uh, you know, hundreds of people um, under his ministry. Many people are coming into, um, you know, chasing after the Most High in the Word. And it's just like what Daniel said, knowledge would increase. But brothers and sisters, what I've been sent here to tell you is to prepare yourselves, prepare your spirits, and understand why you're here on this proven ground. The only reason that we were given life here was to find our way back to the Father, repent, and to do His will and prepare our hearts for those things that we would be called to witness. And it was given to me to tell you that all that you see was done for Israel's sake. The 400-year chastisement is over. The humiliation of Zion is done. The only Israelites that are there still being humiliated are those that would humiliate themselves. Those who are still rebellious. Those who still want to chase around a white Jesus and believe somehow that a prayer against his will is somehow righteous. What's been done with this virus is the pale horse. The anger and the rage in people's hearts and the war um, that's coming that's the red horse what you see in your stores right now is a product of what's happened in the earth that's the black horse and this deception is these distractions and these political um, you know this, this craziness in the political sphere all of these things that are blasted on the TV that's the deception that's the white horse so brothers and sisters it's here it's been here but now it's at your doorstep and for those that know who they are it was all done for your sake for Israel's sake he made the world for our sake to perfect us even the, the things that have harmed us that hurt us over these years he built all of these things for our sake and now he's going to kick them down for our sake because the day of judgment is, is, is coming as it's said in the scripture thus he will speak to them on the day of judgment a day that has no sun or moon or stars or cloud or thunder or lightning or wind or water or air or darkness or evening or morning or summer or spring or heat or winter or frost, or cold, or hail, or rain, or dew, or noon, or night, or dawn, or shining, 
or brightness or light, but only the splendor of the glory of the Most High, by which all shall see what has been determined for them. It was done for our sake. The entire world was created for our sake. Now our chastisement is over. There is no reason for the Father to allow this filthy, sinful, painful, disgusting world to remain. So my hope is that you've made preparations for this time. My hope is that you find you've made yourself a place of peace because the red horse will take peace from those that live in this world and that live in their flesh. So brothers and sisters, hallelujah. It's a time of rejoicing for those that understand what our Father is doing and why and how my shalom to my brothers and sisters I love you all Brother DL is out